Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Here to share resources and experts on topics. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you all are. Um, this is Military Mom Talk Radio. We're so excited to have you all with us today. Um, we are trying to get a hold of Sandra. Um, she should be with us, but I know it's been a very busy time for so many families. I think many people are, are just finally getting uh, getting back into the fall swing of things. It's um, it's <laughs> wonderful when summer ends and uh, getting back into the swing of things, but I know it is so hard to not have that summer luxury any longer. Um, we have a couple of great guests today. Um, we are going to be chatting this afternoon with um, the National Parks Service Deputy Director Peggy O'Dell. Uh, there's a lot of programs that we may not be familiar with, and I know Deputy Director O'Dell is going to enlighten us with a lot of the programs um, that we may just not be aware of and all of the resources that the National Park Services offer. Then rounding out the show this afternoon, we have Emily Poirier. She is a, a makeup specialist, and she is going to talk to us a little bit not only about good skin care and sort of a homeopathic approach to some of the things that we do, uh, maybe uh, save a little money on some of the products that we buy, but also start thinking about the holidays. And we always do seem to rush holidays. <laughs> we are always pushing that holiday, but you know what? It's never um, – when you've got some planning to do, you want to make sure that uh, you spend the time to get the things that you want. And Emily has developed a little uh, product that is um, a very – uh, good for the kids. It's it's a makeup for the Halloween makeup kit, uh, and you're going to want to give it a try because they they really are fun, and it's something that the kids can do themselves, do with each other, and um, it's it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to chat with Emily about it. We're talking also about rushing the holidays, and um, I know that we always push the holiday season uh, when it comes to Christmas time, but I wanted to sort of share this with you because I'm already seeing some people posting on Facebook about um, holiday cards for soldiers through the uh, Walter Reed Hospital. And so many times we've had people sharing an, an address and saying, just send an extra uh, greeting card to a recovering soldier at the uh, Walter Reed Hospital. And we want to kind of update you on that, that that address right now is not going to uh, be successful in reaching a uh, service person. The latest um, suggestion for you, if you wanted to um, have that opportunity to share the holidays with someone, would be to um, contact your local Red Cross. 
your local Red Cross is going to be able to uh, deliver these cards. They're going to be able to find the right outlet for these cards and will be able to distribute them for you. Um, a couple of things that the Red Cross does suggest when you are preparing these cards, that you want to sign them and be sure to use a generic salutation such as Dear Service Member. Um, only cards will be accepted. You can't send a letter because this initiative is really not to uh, begin a pen pal kind of environment, and that's why you would not want to include any home address or anything of that nature on the card. They also don't want you including photographs or anything of that nature. And uh, try not to use things like glitter or um, anything like that because that's not going to be conducive to um, the environment at a hospital. If you have a large quantity of cards that you want to do, just bundle them in one of those big large mailing envelopes. Um, you're going to want to, uh, you can just put them without envelopes because before they deliver them to the uh, service people, they will be removing the envelopes anyway. So there's no return address or there's no uh, postmark. So there's certainly a way to reach out to those uh, service people. We certainly want to let them know that they are being thought of and this is going to be a fabulous way in order to do that. A couple of other things that came across our desk I wanted to share with you um, is um, it, it, I know California, out where Sandra is, there's been an awful lot of fires and whatnot. Um, and I, we always kind of think that we're prepared, but we want to uh, maybe put this in your mind that uh, having a bug out bag or, or whatever you want to call it, isn't a bad thing. And I know with everybody getting back to school these days, it's going to, uh, you're, everyone's going back to the doctor to get checkups and shots or whatever if it's that time for, for those childhood Im immunizations. One of the things that we forget to do, though, is to update our personal records. And if you are traveling um, and need to remember your birth certificate or all of a sudden if you are going to be going to Canada or Mexico or you know you're going to need a passport, um, and here's a little bit of a tangent, there are a few states, and it happens to be New Hampshire is included, that uh, come January 1st, your driver's license is not going to be a form of ID if you are um, having domestic travel. So you are going to need your passport. And that means you're going to need to find some of those vital documents. And um, you may have things in a safe or you may have things uh, safely kept, but you may want to start thinking about um, some proactive actions before a disaster happens. And you think, oh, it will never happen to me until all of a sudden you are faced with a situation where you're going to have to replace some very important documents. Some of the things that um, we have read that are suggested is to use the cloud. I mean, everybody is using the cloud nowadays, and um, there are safe and secure opportunities for you to be able to upload your, your documents and your vital records. Uh, you can also use a USB drive that does have a pass 
password protection to it. So if, in fact, it gets lost or somebody uh, takes it, you are able to keep it password protected. Um, some of the things that uh, you may want to consider putting on these drives um, are your birth certificate. You might want to take copies of your driver's license and your auto registration. Certainly, you're going to want to keep the information about your Social Security card. All of these can be replaced, but it's just so painstaking in order to do it. You can apply for a new passport. There are provisions that you can, but you'll certainly want to keep the data that's already been on there just so that you'll know. Most importantly, you certainly want to keep those military records. Um, go to any VA office, American Legion, VFW, um, and they will have a standard form 180. It's SF180. Um, if you want to have those military records replaced, um, that's the best way to do it. Insurance policies, you're certainly going to want to have copies of those. And even though um, your tax records, which are on file, will be kept, it never hurts to have them because if you're going to uh, be refiling or you've got a change in status, you're going to um, want to um, make sure you have your own copies. Any records of firearms and permits you're going to want, and then certainly your credit cards. Um, you're going to want to make sure that you have all the contact information and uh, make sure you know how all of your uh, credit card numbers. <laughs> there's every there are so many numbers in the in floating around in our lives these days. So jot them down and make sure that you have the the 800 number for the uh, service center for each of those credit cards that you own. And make sure you know how to cancel them, of course, and then have them reissued. Property deeds, think about that. I mean, it might be difficult for you to get a copy of your deed if you are a property owner. Um, marriage and divorce records, certainly you're going to want to have those if um, you have a, someone who is recently deceased in your family. You're going to want to keep those certificates because you're certainly going to rely on those a number of years after uh, my folks have passed away, I'm still needing to recall the information on the death certificate. So those are important documents to make sure that you uh, don't um, have too far away. Any kind of immigration documents, or green cards, if, you, uh, if that applies to you, and, of course, bank information. All of these, uh, it seems so cumbersome to take care of, but honestly, do it when you do have the time. <laughs> Make the time, and then um, if for some reason you have a reason that you either have to move quickly or you do need to have these at hand, um, you will have all of this prepared and ready to go. It's interesting when all of a sudden you go to, for example, when I um, was filing for my mom's death certificate, I needed to bring up her marriage certificate. I needed to bring up her birth certificate. And it, it's just um, amazing that you do need these documents <laughs> over and long, and, um, and uh, we want to make sure that you are prepared if you need them. 
We do have a break coming up, and on the other side of the break, we're going to meet Deputy Director Peggy O'Dell, a fascinating lady, and she is a resourceful lady. Um, We do have something in common, and we'll share that with you on the other side of the break. I'm so anxious to have you meet her, and I'm so looking forward to learning all there is about the National Park Service. We've all visited a park here and there, but to know about the programs and services that are available are fascinating. So do stay tuned. We'll be right back with Deputy Director Peggy O'Dell. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. We're so glad you're back with us. This is Robin Boyd with you today on Military Mom Talk Radio. And uh, we had a little uh, technical difficulty, so I hope you could uh, hear us first segment. And I'm glad that you are with us uh, for the rest of our show. Today, uh, we are thrilled to welcome Peggy O'Dell. She's the Deputy Director of the National Park Service, responsible for nearly 400 national parks and offices up. Uh, operations around the nation, 
including recreation, education, and hospitality services. More than 285 million people visit our national parks every year, and uh, our visitors are inspired and captivated uh, by all that there is to offer at our national park services. Um, We've got a very special year coming up, so let's hear all about it, and let's welcome Deputy Director Peggy O'Dell. Thanks for being here, and welcome. Thank you, Robin. It's my pleasure to be with you today. Well, um, we do have a lot of national parks. Um, am I correct that we are just under about three hundred, about three hundred ninety-four parks and, and uh, offices? Is that correct? Actually, we're growing. We're at four hundred and eight units of the National Park Service at this point in time. Oh, my goodness. That's remarkable. And, you know, I guess we don't really think of this service in an umbrella form. We think, oh, we've been to that park and we had a wonderful time. But I have to say, uh, when, when you look at it in the grand scope of things, we really do have a lot of tremendous land and opportunities for um, us as Americans to take advantage of. You know, there are um, 408 parks and over 84 million acres in every state of the Union, the District of Columbia, American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. So national parks are everywhere. And sometimes people get confused because you might hear the name Gettysburg National Military Park. Well, that's a unit of the National Park Service. We have lots of different names like monuments and battlefields, historical parks, lakeshores, seashores, but all of them fall under the administration of the National Park Service, and we refer to all of them as parks. I see. So fascinating. Was this um, the role that you're in now um, as deputy director is huge uh, in, in the grand scheme of things? How, when you were a young person, I know we've got a lot of people that are just starting college this fall. Um, was this a vision of yours way back when, when you were a girl? Um, no, <laughs> I grew up in a <laughs> I grew up in a family of six kids, and my parents always took us camping, and because that was a, a cheap vacation that you could do with six kids in the back of the station wagon. And um, when I went to college, I was studying history with the intention to become a history teacher for middle school. I loved seventh and eighth graders. And um, while I was in school, I had an opportunity to get a summer job, a seasonal job, with the National Park Service in St. Louis, where I lived, at the Gateway Arch, which is a unit of the National Park Service. And that first summer, I fell in love with the mission of the National Park Service, and I fell in love with the people of the National Park Service, and had the great um, benefit of being able to become a permanent employee of the National Park Service. And St. Louis at that park is where I met my husband, and he and I have both served in the Park Service for over 35 years, and we have raised our children in national parks all across the country. Oh, my word. That's remarkable. That really is remarkable. Um, And where do you and your husband and children live now? Um, Well, as the Deputy Director for Operations of the Park Service, I'm stationed in Washington, D.C., at the main interior building where we are one of several bureaus attached to the Department of the Interior. But prior to that, we have lived in southeastern Missouri and in the Black Hills of South Dakota and in Olympic National Park and in Harpers Ferry, um, West Virginia, and now in Washington, D.C. And I had the great pleasure 
to be able to go back to St. Louis, my very first park, 25 years after I started there as superintendent. So I got a repeat performance in St. Louis. Oh, how wonderful. That that must have been so meaningful for you. And I'm, I'm sure with having been in so many of the most beautiful states in our country, you would have had the appreciation uh, to bring to this job. I, I think we're... We all take a job and we all uh, want to uh, have a meaningful job, but you must have your heart in your work. You know, that's just a really common thing among employees of the National Park Service. You know, every agency says that their people is their greatest asset. And in the National Park Service, we have over 20,000 employees who live and breathe the mission of the National Park Service. Um, every day for entire careers. I mean, it's not often wow. that you yeah. see someone leave the Park Service to go to some other um, profession. So we are we are very blessed to um, have the great goodwill of our employees and their best work every single day for the American public. Mm. Tremendous. And now coming up this this coming 2016, you have a very special year ahead. Oh, we absolutely do. The National Park Service was founded on August 25th, 1916, and so August 25th, 2016 will be the centennial anniversary of the National Park Service. And we have been planning for several years now to prepare ourselves to be ready for our second century of conservation for the American people. And we are specifically focused on uh, connecting with and creating the next generation of National Park Service visitors, supporters, and advocates. That is our that is our dream for our second century, to introduce the National Park Service to people who aren't currently visiting. Um, we do have almost 300 million visitors a year, but that's a lot of Americans who are not yet using their national parks on a routine basis. So we want to make sure that we are making ourselves accessible and um, welcoming to new visitors. This is fascinating to me because when you go to the website and that uh, I, I hope everybody is there now if you're not already, it's nps.gov. Uh, that's um, November C, November Papa Sierra. I was going to say it the other way around. nps.gov. We one of the things that I was so impressed on is how many programs are there. We all think of the the monument or the land. Uh, we have a beautiful here in New Hampshire. Um, the Saint uh, Gaudens uh, facility is in my backyard, which is a beautiful facility, uh, absolutely lovely. But you have so many programs that are, are for families to take advantage of, and I don't think many people know of your programs. For example, you've got one launching this September. Um, well, we have – the National Park Service actually has about 30 programs that we run from our Washington office, everything from um, providing historic preservation tax credits for um, communities to preserve historic structures. We have a program called Rivers Trails Conservation Assistance. Those are technical advisors who can help a community plan for new recreational facilities. Um, we administer the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which provides funding to communities for recreational facilities. And we have just hundreds 
of education programs for visitors to our national park website and to our national parks. And um, maybe one of the programs you're thinking about launching right now is the Every Kid in a Park program. Mm, that I'd like a little more information about. Uh, well, I'm happy to, happy to share that with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have um, the President Obama announced the Every Kid in a Park program several months ago, and it's an effort to get every fourth grader in the country onto their public lands for free during the year that they are in fourth grade. So we have an everykidinapark.gov website, and if a child or a teacher or a caregiver or parents of a fourth grader go to that site, you'll find activities for a fourth grader to complete online, and then they can download a voucher. And if they take that voucher to a National Wildlife Refuge or to the Bureau of Land Management land or a U.S. forest or a national park, that fourth grader and their busload of school kids or their carload of parents and family will be admitted to the national park or the national forest free of charge for the entire year they're a fourth grader. Wow. And that's a way to help school kids understand their public lands and to find those public lands in their backyard at an early age. And that's one of the ways we are trying to complement our centennial goal of connecting to the next generation of park supporters. That's fabulous, and what a wonderful opportunity to uh, be able to share the adventure with your family um, and, and to be able to have that be a family event. And there again, I think it's, it's wonderful when we have these programs that um, people, the, the families can experience together. It's not just the child going and doing one thing. Uh, the families are doing this. And, and this is so important for us to learn about history and learn about um, looking forward. As you were saying, this isn't just a historical thing. This is also moving forward. Um, we've got a few more minutes before the break, um, Deputy Director, and I wanted to uh, focus a little bit on one other program called the Junior Ranger Program, which sounds really fun. Can you just give us a little uh, explanation of that? Sure. The Junior Ranger Program is probably in every single one of our national parks by now, and it's a structured program of activities for young children to participate in when they come to a park, regardless of who they come with. You can pick up a booklet, you can complete the activities in the booklet, turn your booklet into any park ranger and you'll be sworn in as a junior park ranger and you'll be given a badge to wear. And we have, we have dozens of kids all across the country who have become professional junior park rangers and they are after every single one of those badges. <laughs> I want one, are you kidding? <laughs> They're really wonderful. And then they can extend it a little further going to Web Rangers where there are some interactive things online. Is that right? Yes, that is. And Web Rangers is a way to try and get kids engaged in fun activities about their national parks online. So we are fully committed to this educational goal and reaching out to young children in support of the Centennials campaign to find your park. So the National Park Service and the National Park Foundation kicked off this centennial messaging program to invite all Americans to get up, get out there, and find their park for the centennial. That's fabulous. We've got more with Deputy Director Peggy O'Dell after this break. Mom Talk Radio. 
Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Well, we're so glad you're with us today. This is Robin Boyd with you on Military Mom Talk Radio. And our guest this afternoon is Peggy O'Dell. She is the Deputy Director of the National Park Service. And we are so fortunate to have her with us. Deputy Director, one of the things that uh, we do want to share with our listeners is the... um, opportunities for military families to be visiting the serve, the parks. Could you tell us um, what those what those opportunities are? Sure. Um, some people might know that every year if you want to visit several national parks, the best way to do that to get bang for your buck is to buy the annual America the Beautiful Pass, which for $80 lets you into any federal lands that charge an entrance fee. Well, in... Um, a couple years ago, we uh, in the National Park Service and the federal government, Fish and Wildlife Service, Bureau of Land Management, and the U.S. Forest Service and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers wanted to do something special for America's armed forces to thank them for their active duty while they're on active duty. And we are providing a pass, an annual pass free of charge to active duty military members. And that will get you into all 408 national parks and other federal lands for free. And um, it's available to U.S. military members and their dependents who are in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard, and also the Reserve and National Guard members. So to get one of those military passes, you have to go to a federal recreation site, so any one of the national park units, and you have to bring your common access card or a military ID, and you'll be issued your pass, and it's good for a year, and and you have a special invitation to come see your national parks during our centennial year. Oh, that's exciting. 
And what a wonderful opportunity there again, because uh, we're able to do this as a family. Um, and what uh, what a wonderful way to, especially when you've got a finite amount of time together, if whether you're being deployed or whether you have uh, uh, any kind of separation, sometimes the opportunities to be together as a family is very brief. Um, and we love the fact that there are some, some fabulous things to do in that amount of time. So thank you, uh, Will, for, from all of us, we thank you for that opportunity. We're happy to do that. And, you know, it's also those families, even when their military members are deployed, those families are still welcome to use that free pass and oh, still some of the time when their loved ones are away. And that's even better. Isn't that true? Because uh, trying to keep the kids um, engaged in some wonderful activities is fabulous. And this is a great way to do it. One of the things that you and I have in common are uh, the fact that we are Girl Scouts. And um, I am, uh, uh, I've been a Girl Scout all of my life. And you have um, had a Girl Scout history as well. Were you a Girl Scout as a little girl? I was a Girl Scout as a little girl, a brownie, and I stayed in scouting through eighth grade. And then when I went off to a private high school, scouting wasn't so easily accessible there. But I've maintained ties with Girl Scouting, and as a park ranger in the National Park Service, as a ranger who gave programs, educational programs, um, I've always had a connection to Girl Scout troops and to Boy Scout troops as well to make sure that they feel welcome in parks and that there's programming available for them. And I understand from uh, our resources at our council that there are um, there is a new program called the Girl Scout Ranger Program. Yes, it's very exciting. I got to, um, I had the opportunity to introduce the program out at Golden Gate um, Rec National Recreation Area with about 6,000 Girl Scouts earlier this year. Oh, and wow. um, it, was, it was really fun. The um, Scouts had a great day of bridging across the Golden Gate Bridge and mm. a day of activities at Chrissy Field. And um, we had a chance to talk about how a Girl Scout can receive a Girl Scout Ranger certificate or a Girl Scout Ranger patch. Is there, uh, th these um, activities will integrate within their badge or journey program, is that correct? Yes, within the journey program, there are three categories available to all levels of Girl Scouts, Daisy to Ambassador. The first one is It's Your Story, Tell It. And the next one is It's Your Planet, Love It. And then It's Your World, Change It. And those three things embody the spirit of Girl Scouting as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely does. And I love the fact that our initiative is moving into uh, focusing on entrepreneurship, focusing on STEM activities, and uh, the big ta-da, the outdoor uh, uh, initiatives, and this being one of them. Um, is the, um, the Ranger program available to all levels, including Daisy's? It is, um, and to earn a Girl Scout Ranger certificate, girls should really participate in either an organized educational activity or a volunteer service project for a minimum of five hours at one or more national parks. And um, you can uh, troop leaders can set that up with individual park staff, or individual girls can reach out to individual parks in their backyard as well. And to earn a Girl Scout Ranger patch, um, you sh the girls should participate in an organized activity for a minimum of 10 hours in one or more national parks. 
And there are so many opportunities for troops to volunteer, to um, work with visitors, to help rangers do important projects, and just to learn and have fun in their national parks as well. Oh, that's fabulous. Where would either a parent or leader look to find more information about the ranger program? So I think the best place to start is on the National Park Service website, www.nps.gov, and there will be some programmatic information about the Girl Scout Ranger program. But also that site will help you find national parks closest to you. And once you find those parks closest to you, I find it's really helpful to reach out to the staff and talk with them about what opportunities are available for Girl Scouting inside that park. Oh, that's fabulous. There must be a lot of need for volunteers just across the your whole service. Um, how does one go about either volunteering or uh, donating, funding? Oh, thanks. Those, those are both great questions. Um, you know, the National Park Service is so blessed. We not only have 20,000-plus fabulous employees, we have over 260,000 fabulous volunteers, and that's a huge number, and we are working to increase that number because we find that people get attached to their national parks, and wanting to give something back is very common among our park visitors. So there is a specific website for volunteerism. It's um, www.volunteers.gov, and it applies to all federal lands, not just national parks. And volunteers are um, used for every imaginable activity that you can think of inside a national park. We have a lot of folks who bring their travel trailer to a national park and get a free campsite, and they serve as hosts and ambassadors in a campground. We also have professionals, you know, engineers, who donate their time and their expertise for projects in parks. And then we have youth groups who come in and they do um, help us with, you know, daily tasks of keeping the parks looking nice. They paint for us. They pick up trash. They help us um, keep facilities clean and in order. And then we have a lot of volunteers who are fabulous experts on the subject matter um, in national parks, and they give programs, and they work with visitors, they staff our visitor centers. Anything you can think of as a career, it's in the National Park Service, and we welcome volunteerism. That's so nice to know that there's a way that we can be a part of it. Um, there's there's many times, like you say, we are very fond of the local park that's in our area. How do we love that land? How do we take care of that land? This is wonderful. And, uh, again, that's volunteers.gov. Is that correct? Volunteer.gov, yes. Volunteer singular. Singular. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad I clarified that. Sometimes, especially uh, on the on the uh, phone, you know how it uh, sometimes an S is either included or it's not included. So I'm glad that's right. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we also the, have we also like to reward our volunteers. If you don't mind me sharing with this, uh, oh, a volunteer yes. who donates um, 250 or more hours gets an annual free pass as well to encourage oh, them word. to visit other parks. How fabulous that is. That's great. Um, well, even more incentive. I mean, we all do, are doing it because of our love, but um, isn't it nice to have that, that uh, gift of thanks as well? That's wonderful. We've only got about three minutes left, and I just briefly wanted to ask you about National Register of Historic Places. That is under your arm as well. Is that correct? 
It is, yes. Um, the National Park Service administers that program, and currently there are more than 85,000 properties listed on the National Register of Historic Places. That's so anyone who owns a historic site or has a fabulous building in their community can apply to the National Park Service to have their building recognized. Isn't that wonderful? I know a little bit about it in that one of our uh, little country stores here in uh, Hooksett, New Hampshire, is a part of the National Register. Um, and I was on their board of directors when we were going through that um, that process. And it's fascinating. Is it a long process, um, an application process in just a couple of minutes time? Is it uh, uh, to, to, to apply? Well, it does take some research and some knowledge about the property, and um, but reaching out to the National Park Service and getting assistance from our historians is a great way to get started, and then um, we'll help you get ideas on where to research your building and your or your facility, and an application should come together pretty quickly if you have someone who's been working with that property for a while. Oh, that's fascinating. And you said 85,000? Uh, sites yes. are now on the register? Yes. <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, we've had a, a, a phenomenal visit with you, Deputy Director, and I, I'm so appreciative for the opportunity to learn more about the Park Service um, in that, as I say, we may know about the park in our backyard, but we don't always know uh, of all of the resources, all of the programs that are available, um, and we are so grateful that you have taken the time to enlighten us on it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, and again, I want to remind everybody, the website you're going to want to start with is nps.gov, novemberpapasierra.gov. The National Park Service has programs. There are resources for students, resources for teachers, resources for parents, and uh, certainly any family who is interested in taking part in the National Park Service programs, you're going to want to start right at that website. Um, we're going to be back in a moment after the break with Emily Poirier. She is a makeup specialist, uh, and she is going to help us get ready for Halloween, but also get ready for uh, better skin. We're going to be back with Emily right after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today. This is Robin Boyd on Military Mom Talk Radio. And if you've missed any of this show or any of our over 200 programs, they are all ready and waiting for you at iTunes. They are at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or right here on the Toganet station. Go to Toganet and find our show page, and you will find all of our podcasts available for you. Free, full uh, family programming ready and waiting for you. Uh, take them with you. It's a good read. It's a good hear. It's a good listen. We, we hope to share those with you. Well, today, uh, I, as I said, we have uh, a gal with us today who's going to help us with uh, some good skin care, but she's also going to help us with maybe some of the fall trends that are happening for us as moms, and then some fun stuff that we can be getting ready to do with our little ones. Emily Poirier, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Um, I am, I'm thrilled to talk to you, Emily, because I know, uh, you are kind of a guru of, of finding things that are great. And if there's anything on the trend, anything that is happening, or instead of going and spending $50 someplace, you're going to say, oh, no, you should just use coconut oil or whatever. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> you, you really have a knack for that. Um, and before, before I don't want to uh, not get this out there. I want people to go to your website, which is poriersemporium.com. And I'm going to spell that. It's P-O-I-R-I-E-R-S and then emporium, E-M-P-O-R-I-U-M. Dot com. Um, uh, Poirier's Emporium, it's adorable. Um, Emily, mostly tell vowels. us. <laughs> I know, mostly vowels. Um, <laughs> you have some remedies that you, some tips and tricks that uh, I know that you can share with our listeners today. I do. Um, mostly home remedies. I mean, I like to find things around my house that I can use. And um, most of the things that I use are usually coffee or tea um, because Mm -hmm. it has caffeine and it's a great, you know, antioxidant for the skin and it tightens your skin, which we always need. So, (laughs) Oh, you mean not drinking it. You mean putting it on our face. (laughs) So make a cup for you and then save a little extra for maybe under your eyes or 
Um, you can really? mix it with like coconut oil, shea butter, even olive oil, any kind of like, you know, cooking oil you can mix with and you can apply that to your skin or you can add, you know, a little salt or maybe some sugar to make an exfoliant. Um, really? So that's great for your skin. Yeah. Caffeine now, is, is it the, the, the coffee skin. that's brewed or the or the coffee grounds before they've been brewed? What are you mixing in with, say, the, the sugar or the coconut oil? You can just mix regular coffee grounds. You can mix instant coffee. Anything with caffeine in it is going to, oh. you know, awaken your skin just like it, you know, awakens you in the morning. So. Isn't that interesting? That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love it. And sometimes I'll just, you know, soak a tea bag, sometimes two tea bags, and I'll just put the tea bags, you know, under my eyes if I haven't gotten enough sleep. Um, and you can, you know, mix that with anything. Tea water is the same thing. It has caffeine in it and will do the same thing. It's like a nice toner. That's really interesting. Now, what yeah. about witch hazel? Um, I'm seeing more and more witch hazel around. Are you using witch hazel? I am. I have two bottles of witch hazel because I buy it on Amazon <laughs> and I subscribe <laughs> to it. So I have a lot of witch hazel and I use it in many different ways. I use it in face mist. Like you can put it in a little spray bottle. Um, you can get travel bottles anywhere in the little travel section for a dollar. And you just put witch hazel in there and you can use that as just a face mist and it tones. Um, and it, you know, awakens you and it's really good for your pores. It refines your pores, which is great. And it also cleans yeah. Um, your skin, but you can also add things to witch hazel. You can add add mint, um, which someone I work with adds some mint, so that's great for your face. But just avoid your eyes with mint because ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also add rose water, which is you know a great pore refiner and it tones. Um, you can add tea, like I said before. You can steep some tea and add some witch hazel in there, and that's a great face spray. Um, it's excellent for traveling because, you know, if you don't have enough moisture or you're flying or whatever, you just spray your face and it's a great, you know, moisturizer. Wow. Yeah. And really inexpensive. It really inexpensive. I think witch hazel is just a bottle of it, a regular bottle, um, maybe 16 ounces, is under $3. It's like two fifty at most. Wow. And that's yeah, not one of those wonderful. things that's just really obscure. That's in every pharmacy uh, shelf. That's pretty common. Oh, yeah. I think you can even get it at gas stations. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a necessity. You need witch hazel. <laughs> yes, I guess so. And as I mentioned, co- your, your coconut oil, you're pretty big on coconut oil. Oh, I love coconut oil. I use it for everything. Um, but any oil really is excellent for your skin. I use it to swish for... You know, my gums, I use it for my skin. I use it for my hair even. Um, it's kind of a pain to get out of your hair, but <laughs> it's, it's great for everything. Any oil really, you know, captures the moisture and, and uh, keeps everything, you know, moisturized. Wow. Wow. What a great tip. Now, yeah. what's really kind of coming up around the bend uh, this fall? I'm I'm not too fashion forward. <laughs> I'm still wearing things from the 80s, so. um. Well, coming back, I swear. (laughs) I can't throw it away because it'll come back someday. Yeah, you made the full round, see? Yes, that's right. So we got, like, the the bold brows are back. I love it. I love the bold brows. Um, 
even when the brows were really thin, I always hated that. I always just filled in my brows more, and my friends were, like, plucking to their heart's desire, and I would be <laughs> filling in my brows. <laughs> but I'm so glad big brows are back. Um, red lips, you, it's more matte now, which I love, if you've seen yeah. that. It's, like, the matte, just flat lip color of dark, bold lips of every shade of red. I've even seen blue, purple. But, you know, those cool tones right, right. are really I, awesome. I am glad for that because I'm an older woman and I don't need all the little sparklies. And especially I, I'll, I'll find a, an eyeshadow or even some of the um, the um, foundations that I use. They'll say, oh, it'll give you a glimmer. Well, then when you realize what that glimmer is, oh, yeah. it's these sparkles. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, Gross. the sparkles just stick into those pores, and you can't yeah. even with an astringent. You can't get them. <laughs> yep, there, there they <laughs> are—the little fine. little pool of sparkles right in the crease. Oh, nothing accentuates fine lines like sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fashion statement. I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now, we've only got about five minutes, Emily, and, and I'm so okay. glad that we're, we're talking briefly about fall trends, but fall brings Halloween, and when it comes to Halloween, you are just the uh, just the guru, the absolute uber Halloween chick, I got to tell you, you are just there. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, everyone, she was Maleficent, and she was the most, one of the most gorgeous Maleficents I've ever seen, um, but this year, you have a little something for the kids, and zombies seem to be ever coming around the bend. It's really fun. Um, what are you doing that's a safe and wonderful way of kids de- getting decked out for Halloween? Well, I've created a little set that I've called the Dead Set, and (laughs) it's an easy-to-follow little kit um, that I've put together. It's all natural ingredients um, that you can, you know, make yourself up like a zombie. So it comes with a little instruction booklet. It comes with um, ingredients that have, you know, natural ingredients like just cocoa butter and pigment for um, the face paint. Um, It's just very simple glue that you can, you know, glue pieces to your face. My famous blood that I love, the fake blood, it's edible, delicious, and it tastes like a Tootsie Pop. (laughs) Kids love it, I swear. (laughs) And um, it's all in a little packet, and it's a cute little bag. It's a great gift. Um, And you can get that right on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash Poirier's Emporium. What a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> you have a link, I think. link in the show notes, yeah. <laughs> if we get through all the vowels in Pori's Emporium, you definitely can find them there, but definitely on your Etsy page. Um, they, they're really adorable, and what's kind of fun about it is that it's a little kit. It's not a big thing. It's a little kit. Um, and the other thing I like about it, Emily, is that you are blending these – sort of to order, if you will. You're not keeping them stockpiled on the shelf, which means there are no preservatives in there. Mm-hmm. I make it right as they're ordered. So once you order them, I'll make it, allow two weeks, and it'll be shipped to you. 
That's fabulous. They're adorable yeah. in a little in a little uh, burlap bag with your uh, with your ingredients and your how tos, and I think it's fabulous. And your blog will be uh, probably carrying a lot of information um, in the next few months as far as great applications and so forth. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'll have a follow up about this show. I'll have everything listed that I've mentioned, and you know the trends and links to. Um, some fun stuff. That's awesome. We've only got a couple of minutes, Emily. Who are you going to be this Halloween? I'm going to be Ursula the Sea Witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Since August. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we have you on in September because there's no <laughs> way we're going to be able to have you on in October because you're going to be too busy making your costume. <laughs> She's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> this is this is so fun. And I think one of the one of the nicest things about having fun with makeup is that your kids don't have a fun, funky mask on that they can't see through or doesn't fit right or uh, just hygienically, you know, if you're sharing it around with kids and someone's got a cold, well, that means that cold is going to hit every kid. So I, I think it's really fun to have the makeup. Yeah. And they like doing their own makeup, but they can do this themselves. So this is wonderful. I think it's fabulous. I want everybody mm-hmm. to go to Porier's Emporium. And once again, it's P-O-I-R-I-E-R-S and then Emporium, E-M-P-O-R-I-U-M.com. Emily Porier, thanks for being with us. This is really fun. Thank and you. <laughs> have a wonderful Halloween. You too. <laughs> Thanks. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. And if and if anyone has missed in the uh, earlier part of the show, we did have Peggy O'Dell, Deputy Director of the National Park Service. You'll find more about all of their programs at nps.gov. Thanks for being with us today. We're so glad you were with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Have a great week. Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation 